Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2016. This is Aaron talking about Step 11. My name is Aaron, I'm an alcoholic. Thank you, that made me emotional. I was was almost crying in my seat just listening to it. Um, My job is done. Yeah. (laughs) Make me incapable of being of service because I'm so emotional when I get up here. That was phenomenal. Thank you very much, and, and thank you as well for sharing. And, uh, and thanks to the group for having me. It's really great. I was here, um, I was here last year, and, and I just think I was, I was talking to somebody before the meeting about you know, just how much service this, this group is doing and, and uh, how much 12-step work and, and how involved in the community that you guys are. And I, I think it's really important that um, Melvin has a group that uh, does what you guys do. And I'm Appreciate the opportunity to come and be of service. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, step eleven. You know, I'm really pleased to come and talk about that. That's kind of kind of my jam. It's a it's a it's a good step for me. You know. But before I get into that, you know, I, I was you know sitting in my house this morning and sitting in my bed last night and, and then sitting here right now just thinking about you know what. What am I going to say? You know, I made a couple of dot points while I was sitting there on my phone about you know maybe some stuff I could touch on, but you know, there's all this different ways that you can go. But really, at the end of the day, I just a lot of you guys have already had the psychic change. You know, a lot of you guys know what the 11th step is about and what the 12th step is about and what Alcoholics Anonymous is about. But there's a couple of guys in here that don't, and there's a couple of newcomers in here. So I just I want to say welcome to the newcomers and um, welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, if you're new or you're coming back or anything like that, there's there's so much. As you can hear just from so far what you've heard so far today, there's so, so much more on offer in this program than just not drinking. This is about a revolutionary change in our psyche and, and a revolutionary change in our perception of the world and, and how we interact with the people around us and there's, you know, as, as you can hear again, you know, there's this massive ripple effect that, that happens when we participate in this program and when we start to kind of tap into that inner resource, you know, that is, that is God or higher power or, or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, we, you know, we, we change ourselves through the process of the steps and all of a sudden it's affecting our, our husbands and wives. And then it's affecting our aunts and uncles, and it's affecting our brothers and sisters, and then our, our children and our grandchildren, and, and on down the line. And that is the, the complete 180-degree flip from how it was when we were drinking, if you think about it. You know, prior to the psychic changes, prior to the psychic change, you know, the disease of alcoholism was you know, the, kind of the corroding poison that touched every aspect of my life and it negatively impacted my mom and dad and my brother and sister and it negatively impacted all these things and it kind of trickled, you know, down from me into all the, you know, my unfortunate people in my life and it just wrecked, wrecked, wreaked havoc on every aspect of my life that alcoholism did and now that we have recovery, you know, it does the complete opposite. So, um... Yeah, I just want to say, you know, two for the newcomers, um, a couple things. There, uh, if you've been here all weekend or if you've just been going to meetings lately, you're going to notice a couple of things. You're going to notice the speakers that come up, uh, a lot of the ones that you see, um, they'll, it'll be very clear to you that these people, um, the, the, the peace 
and the honor that these people have is something that is part of an unshakable foundation in their lives. And um, it's, it's something that can't be taken away from them. And you can see when you look at these people that uh, it's just really that peace that they have is, is, is really real. And um, there's one common denominator that all these different people have. And the common denominator is every single one of these people that you see that kind of have that magic in their eyes and kind of have that, that, that charisma or that, that, uh, that real um, that clarity and that peace all of those people that you'll see that have that stuff, that you want some of that stuff, they've all been through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Every single one of them. They didn't just come and just show up and kind of walk in and be like, well, I'm going to hang out. And Steve feels pretty good, so if I sit next to Steve for a while, then maybe I'll feel good too. You know, No, Steve feels good because he did this 12-step methodological approach and he put in the work and the action. And By the time he got to step 12, you know, he'd had this spiritual awakening. And, and so if I do that, then... Maybe I can have that as well. Um, so yeah, so I came in Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, you know when I when I first came in, I um, if you had asked me what was wrong on the day, and I was inclined to be really honest with you about it, I would have said something along the lines of I I feel like I'm dying of loneliness. Um, I probably wouldn't have said something along the lines of. I wouldn't really have talked about alcohol that much. I knew that alcohol was a problem in my life, and I knew that it was definitely affecting me, but I, I felt, for me, you know, when I came in, it was more just, just my heart hurts. Um, just my heart hurts. And, um, you know, when I came into this program, every single day I would wake up, and I felt like I had this thing inside of my guts, and um, it was just, it, it, it made me feel like I was going to just crawl out of my skin. I felt so lonely and I felt so anxious and I felt so um, just scared and, and apart from everything. And I would wake up in the morning and as soon as I would wake up in the morning, I would have this feeling that, you know, if, if even today, you know, if, if I wake up in the morning and I kind of lay in my bed for a little bit too long, that it, it, you start to feel your alcoholism, you know. You start to feel that kind of, creeping doom and gloom and kind of that grimy, you know, corroding thing that comes into your life. And you can kind of start to feel it if you lay in bed a little bit too long. Even today, if you've been sober 20 years, you can try it tomorrow and just lay there when you wake up without doing anything about it. And and I would wake up in the morning before I came to this program and I would kind of feel that um, that that daunting, creepy kind of bad feelings that were coming on. And, uh, and I never knew what to do about it before I came to this program, and I never knew what it was. I knew that there was something wrong with me, and I kind of, um, I, I kind of took it on board, and I, it was like kind of my, my cross to bear, you know? Like I knew that um, I, there's this just archetypal gloom that I had following me around, and it was like, you know, it was, woe is me, and I'm such a tortured soul and stuff like that, which, you know, I was, but, I, you know, I, I kind of almost took some sort of weird psychotic pride in that you know and then I finally after many many years it got to a point where um I, I just I just didn't want to live that way anymore and it, and it was so lonely and uh, it wasn't fun anymore and it wasn't cute anymore and uh you know what I know is that kind of aching that that gnawing aching spiritual void that I felt for so much of my life at you know 17 18 19 years old I would like I said every day I wake up with that kind of loneliness and that that spiritual void inside me wake up with it 
and I'm kind of dealing with it and tolerating it for most of the day, but it's just kind of clawing at the back of my head. And then, you know, as soon as, as, soon as I can, 5, 6 o'clock at night, I get off work, I go to the liquor store, and I, I get my alcohol, and I start drinking it, and slowly just that feeling starts to go away. And there's the experience that a lot of us as alcoholics have had is this, you wake up in the morning, and there's that thing, it's tighter, and t- it's that, 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 that uh, anxiousness is just tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, and it's building and it's building and it's building throughout the day in your chest or in your head or wherever it affects you. And it just gets this, this you know, it's just going to combust, and it's so much. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I take a drink, and it just goes. And I'm like, all that stuff just goes away, like whatever it was. that All the things that appeared to be insurmountable are no longer insurmountable because I've had four, five, six drinks or whatever it is. And, you know, eventually there came a time where, where that wasn't, that, that I wasn't getting that same relief anymore and I could have 26 drinks and I would still feel that way and I wouldn't have that massive sigh of relief and it just wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me anymore. And then, you know, when I came to this program and I went through the steps and all of a sudden, uh, what was really beautiful is when I got through the steps and I got through steps 9, 10, and 11... I got to steps 9, 10, 11, and I started to get this relief, you know, that we talk about. But it was really when I got to step 11 that that phenomenon of relief um, and peace, like, like a lot of peace that I would feel when I would have a couple of drinks, that phenomenon that is that, you know, that sensation... All of a sudden, when I'm one or two years sober, I'm starting to really get into the 11th step of prayer and meditation and kind of, you know, an extension of my third step of really hand, just really abandoning my life to the care of God as I understand him. When I start to get to that point where I can kind of relinquish control of my life and hand it over to the power that be, um, when I do that, all of a sudden, I'm beginning to experience that same phenomenon that I used to get from drinking, but to an even greater degree. But this time, the resource that I'm tapping is infinite. And, and it just gets better and better and better and greater and greater. And that peace that I feel, that inner resource that I'm drawing upon in order to get this peace and this inspiration that I used to have to rely on alcohol for, um, you know, is like that peace that I used to get from alcohol was very synthetic. And it was very temporary, and it was very, you know, real high, high, and then a real low, low. At least I felt good for three seconds, you know? And that three seconds of feeling good, was I would chase that my whole life. But then I come to Alcoholics Anonymous, and I, I, I find a power greater than myself by working through the steps. And I think, you know, someone touched on it before is I've actually seen people come into the program, and they go, oh, step 11 looks pretty cool. I'm just going to do that. If I come into the program and I just start trying to just crack right into step 11 and I think that, oh, I'll just be really spiritual and then I'll be, yeah, well, I'm, okay, my meditation is sitting on my front porch thinking about myself and how awesome I am. Like, that's what's going to be, that's what my 11th step is going to turn into, you know. So I have to, in order for the 11th step to have any sort of utility in my life, I need to see my own personal futility first 
in order for it to have any practical use, I need to be able to, from steps one to nine, I need to be able to see that of myself, I don't have much organic power of myself. I seem to, of myself, without tapping into this, this you know, unlimited inner resource, without tapping into this, I kind of always, in, anybody who's in here, who's a real alcoholic, will know what I'm talking about. That feeling that every single thing I do is trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Every single thing. And it's just the most lonely and the most infuriating feeling I've ever had. Because before I came into recovery, it was just everything. Maybe this, and then I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll get this girl, and then I'll get this job, and this... But and you get it, and even if you do, even if I do get the things that I think that I want that are going to make me okay, um, they never quite seem to fulfill what that promissory thing of you know what I thought it was going to be. It never really seems to it. it you know, Bob D always talks about it. Always brought me to the edge of there, but it never quite got me there. You know what I mean? It got me to just the edge of paradise where I could see it, and I thought, here we go but I really never kind of took that plunge in, in, into paradise, you know. Um, so, um, so as far as step 11 goes, so um, I guess there's an experience that I wanted to share with you guys, and I don't remember if I shared it with you guys last year or not. I might have. I don't know. But um, before I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, I really did not believe in this God thing, and I really um, – I was in a – I was in rehab and they were bringing AA in and I'd been I'd been to AA a couple times which really I would like come drunk and like talk about my girlfriend and then leave and go tell my therapist that Alcoholics Anonymous sucked and didn't work you know like that was like AA doesn't work man and be drunk at like a 9 a.m. meeting or something like that you know and uh I was in this rehab and uh and basically what happened was I was really messed up and my physically my body couldn't take you know what I was I was I was really young too I was like 22 physically my body couldn't take you know what was what I was putting it through anymore and I I just wasn't I don't don't think I was going to make it very much longer physically like I would have died you know and um and so I was in this rehab and they start bringing in AA meetings and I don't remember exactly how it happened, but at some point, one of the dudes from an AA meeting was like, hey, you don't, you look bad. You should probably find a power greater than yourself, or you're probably not going to make it, dude. Something along the lines of, if you don't find God, you're screwed. And I was like, no thanks. It's not, I don't believe you, and that's not really something that I'm interested in. I'm actually kind of offended that you would suggest that I would need some sort of help from this flying spaghetti monster that you know whatever it is that you believe in I don't want anything to do with it no thanks I need a real solution you know that's what I would think to myself like I need a real concrete solution I need um I think you know I thought I needed a quip or like a gimmick or like a really cool new way of looking at things and ooh, yeah, then that would be sexy. And if I thought about it that way, then I would feel better. You know what I mean? And I, I wanted this, like, real quick fix. And lo and behold, you know, that's not how it works. So anyway, he said something like that to me. and it. But at first I was like, okay, whatever. And I kind of brushed it off. But I think, I think I knew that he was right on some level. And I think I knew on some deeper level that whatever it was that was wrong with me, I think I knew this. If my problem 
is something that I can't see, touch, taste, or feel, then maybe my solution is something that I can't see, touch, taste, or feel. And I think that that kind of hit home for me. And I just and I also started to kind of round this corner of kind of realizing that I think I want to live, and I think I'm actually a pretty good person in my heart. And I never wanted to do the things that I was doing to you guys. I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to lie to you. I didn't want to do that stuff, but I just did. And so what happened was, you know, I had my first kind of 11th step or third step experience, and I started realizing you know, I want to live, blah, 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 blah. So I went into my room, and I said, like, the first honest prayer of, of my, probably my entire life. I was crying because I was really emotional, and I really wanted to live, and my family was there, and they're like, please, you're, you know, get well and I'm like you're blowing it out of proportion and <laughs> and you know so it's overkill <laughs> and so um, you know I, I went into my, my dorm room at the rehab and, and, I, and I looked up at the ceiling and I was, it was very emotional I was crying I had this cathartic experience and I saw and I said you know I said uh, God if there is a God will you help and, I mean, I've got like three minutes left, you know, and if I had more t- if I had 30 minutes left, I wouldn't be able to begin to describe to you what happened, you know. I had, an, I had, I had a burning bush experience, man. I don't know how else to explain it to you. I had an experience really similar to the, the Bill Wilson thing that happened to him. And I said this prayer, and I just, it, it was like just taking a warm bath. And I just felt this, this, just this warm, just this love and this kind of affirmation, you know, come over me. And I just, I just knew that it was over. And I knew that I was in the presence of my creator. And up until that point, I couldn't, I could not stay sober for a day. I couldn't get together 24 hours since I was 15. It is, a, it is a psychological and a neurological anomaly what happened to me the next day. The next day I woke up and the desire to drink and, and use drugs was completely removed. 100% completely removed and it's never came back. And that what was replaced with that was a, an earnest desire to seek God and to continue to seek and chase this thing that had intervened in my life. And one thing that I learned from that experience is that God, this God thing, and to me, if there's anybody out in here that's a bit cynical about the God thing, which I'm sure there is, we're Elkies, is for me, I, when, when I think about the God thing, I, it's not a dude to me. It's not like, a per, it's not like this anthropomorphic, God up there. For me, I think to myself, I think, it, not he, underneath, not above. It, not he, underneath, not above. That kind of is, is it for me. And so anyway, just to quickly wrap it up, you know, I, I had this experience, this kind of 11-step experience, and so what I've done over the, the course of the last six years is I've, that power has affected me so deeply and changed my heart so deeply. It has done for me things in seven seconds that 25 years of psychotherapy couldn't do for me and 35 million pills couldn't do for me. And I, I, it's, it's brought me love and it's brought me a change in my psyche and it's, it's brought me peace and bliss 
and, and happiness and, and, you know, I don't need to think about drinking anymore. It's not really a part of my life. A big part of my life is Alcoholics Anonymous and, and being here with you guys and, and, and uh, sharing with you. And, and now that's the greatest joy I have in my life is to be able to do stuff like this and to carry the message to newcomers. And so, you know, thank you guys, you know, for letting me come in. in the Heidelberg group is really great. And welcome to the newcomers. If you are here, you never need to drink again. If you just get with somebody after the meeting and get cracking on these steps, by the time you get to step 12, you won't feel the need to drink anymore. Cheers. Thank you. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.